Elon Musk with a rather brash announcement. Okay, okay, of course, when it comes to Elon Musk, that's hardly breaking news. However, this is particularly interesting, particularly for those of you listening right now in your car, stuck in traffic, maybe on the DVP or the gardener, trying to get home on a Friday afternoon. Elon Musk says that he believes autonomous vehicles will be available by the end of the year. Yes, this year, by the end of 2020. Now, can that really happen? Let's ask David Booth. He writes on Driving for Post Media, and he joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. David, good afternoon. Happy Friday. And happy back at you, uh, Jeff. Thank you. Elon Musk is maybe the eternal optimist. I mean, you have to be when you're an entrepreneur, particularly, I would think, at his level. But is this a little too optimistic, do you think, David? Well, uh, perhaps uh, optimism uh, leads to delusion a little bit. Um, you know, uh, the problem is is uh, he's saying it's level five autonomy, and I realize people don't want to hear specifics about levels and everything else, but there's various definitions of what makes an autonomous vehicle self-driving. And, you know, if he were talking about levels three and four, which means I can drive some of the time, some of the places, or even level four, which is what you hear from from uh, Google cars, Google taxis that can drive anytime, but only within specific areas, so that you know uh, they, they know the area. They can drive without even somebody in the driver's seat because they in that specific area, and they can do it anytime. What he's talking about, level five, though, is being able to drive anywhere, anytime, without anybody in the driver's seat. And to be honest with you, I, I, I don't think anybody thinks it's possible, other than Elon Musk. Honestly, I doubt if even his engineers think it's possible. Uh, I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, I can tell you flat out that I hope he comes up to uh, Canada in the middle of winter on a salty and uh, snowy road and test it here before he actually sells it to anybody in Canada. Because, my friend, I think there's going to be accidents. Okay, let's get to that in just a second. Now, you mentioned those uh, levels. It kind of reminds me of sort of growing up as a human being. I mean, there's childhood, adolescence, and then full adulthood. I remember as an adolescent, I was allowed by my parents to, okay, I can roam around in my own neighborhood a little bit. Then I finally became an adult, and, yeah, I could go uh, all over the place. Uh, so where are we in Canada yeah, where are we in Canada, David, when it comes to uh, levels of autonomous driving? Are we around like two or three? Well, currently, um, what we have what's called the ADAS, they, they, those lane-keeping um, uh, assist systems, the ones that warn us if there's a collision upcoming forward. Uh, Toyota brags that almost all their cars have such a system. That's level two. They don't drive themselves. And they can drive themselves for like 15 seconds, but if you don't hold the wheel every 15 seconds, they shut down. They beep. They tell you you're not doing it right. And right. and we have about that's common. Um, level three, you've got a few like Cadillac Cruise. You could claim that the current um, uh, uh, Teslas. I would say they're level two, but somebody else might claim they're level three. There's a little bit of gray area there. We've got that. But I've been, I, I've actually tried a uh, University of Waterloo um, self-driving car in the winter uh, on a very narrow test track. And I can tell you, it has no clue what it's doing. And the University of Waterloo people are not dumb. They just aren't. They're, and they're, they're probably Canada's leading 
place of research for automotive technology. And for I was sure. car, and it was called the Auto Moose, okay? As in <laughs> Moose. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a great pun if you like that. It's a dad joke. But Absolutely. By the way, I would also suggest that autonomous driving vehicles aren't the only ones that uh, can't make heads or tails of winter driving. A lot of us can't, particularly when the first snowfall of every year uh, hits. But having said that, do you think that Elon Musk, is he maybe just sending a message to his employees at Tesla, giving them a bit of a, I don't know, kick in the pants that, uh, hey, we got to have a goal and we got to have an end date? I think there might be a little bit of that. I also think that there's a, little, a lot of hubris. I mean, I think the difference between an Elon Musk and, say, a General Motors, for instance, or an Audi, is that both of those companies, and also Ford, have been sued, um, uh, you know, in large class action suits in the states for uh, automobiles that have been claimed by their uh, by the lawyers that killed their clients. And it's been a huge deal, bad publicity, huge monies. Everybody knows about Audi and intended acceleration. You, uh, how many people don't know about Ford Pinto blowing up? That kind of thing. Now, um, uh, Tesla has already had a, at least a couple, probably three or four people killed using its autopilot. And there's been no successful lawsuits against them, as far as I know, where, I mean, he might have settled something, but it's not been a huge uh, deal that almost broke the company like it did for Audi with the unintended acceleration. And he just seems to think and has some evidence that he's Teflon and he can get away with it. It's it's a little bit the difference of uh, in philosophy between Silicon Valley and Detroit. Detroit doesn't release anything until it at least thinks that it's tested everything. I mean, when you put out a phone, you put out beta things, they crap out, they they fall down. In fact, Apple 14 is out right now, and you could test it if you want to. And so th that's the philosophy of um, of, uh, of, uh, of Silicon Valley. They use their customers as guinea pigs. I suspect that that's what he's going to be doing this time. And uh, uh, if, it, if somebody gets hurt, well, his experience is that he can get away with it. All right, just finally, if not now, when? Because as I mentioned off the top, there's a lot of people listening to us right now stuck in traffic and would love to just be able to put their car on autopilot, sit back and relax. When do you think is a reasonable day to expect true autonomous driving? If I was in Texas, living in rural Texas, you might have a, on a car that's capable of being autonomous out there by two or three years from now, two even. Um, Northern Quebec driving uh, on the back roads around Mont-Tremblant with tons of snow, tons of salt clogging up on the sensors, same with the salt, uh, sand. Uh, it's minimum five. It could be ten, but it's absolute minimum five. I've had experience with semi-autonomous cars up there, and they always, always fail. Okay. You know, this, this argument to me uh, regarding autonomous cars, David, sometimes seems moot because if, you know, there's some of us that truly love the art, if you will, the experience of driving, the connection between person and machine. And for those that don't, there's always public transit. It's pretty autonomous. You just have to get on. That's true, too. And one of the most interesting facts is that um, um, the IIHS, the Insurance Institute down in the States that does a lot of safety testing uh, in the United States. In fact, they're probably the leading third-party safety tester in, in the States. Um, recently put out a report that said that fully autonomous cars, robotic cars, will be 
about as safe as human-driven cars with all these drivers' aids I've talked about uh, alone. Uh, the, the, uh, just putting a computer behind this, um, the wheel of a car and telling it to drive like a current human, i.e. the speeds we handle, the decisions we make, will only um, uh, uh, save about one-third of the collisions and prevent one-third of the collisions, which is about the same as you would get driving a Toyota Corolla with all the aids, uh, driver's aids that Toyota now offers. The big difference, the only way to get rid of the last two-thirds is to actually change the way those robots drive and make them drive much, much slower, uh, clog traffic up more, all that kind of thing. So, in fact, uh, according to the study, um, the reason self-driving cars may be safer is not because they're better drivers. It's just that governments can order them better to how they drive and how fast they drive. So uh, it's it's going to be very interesting how all this works out because, for instance, according to the IIHS, even if um, uh, uh, Tesla can do uh, level five, and they, I don't think they can, um, they won't completely prevent accidents if Tesla allows those um, automatically driven cars to be cruised at 120 on the highway and say 60 kilometers an hour, 70 kilometers an hour on city streets. It will not prevent all the accidents and then what happens to tesla if they get sued for uh, for killing somebody yeah as you mentioned really really interesting stuff meantime the clock is ticking elon musk i got a feeling vacations are canceled at tesla till the end of the year <laughs> they got their work cut out for them for a fully autonomous vehicle by the end of the year as elon musk has announced today david really appreciate the time enjoyed the conversation thanks so much and enjoy your weekend thank you very much and you too David Booth, he writes on Driving for Post Media.